Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hi, this is CME on ReachMD, and I'm Devinder Grover. We're going to talk today about blood-performing MIGs, because they are an option to decrease a patient's dependency on drops and improve pressure in patients with glaucoma. We're going to look at two microshunts, the Zen gel stent and the Preserflow microshunt. I'm going to start first with the Zen gel stent, which has an inner diameter of 45 microns. Now, there are a large number of studies on outcomes with Zen. There's truly too many to kind of overview in just a, this short episode. But I'm going to talk first on the Reitzheimer et al. study, which was published three years data. And it was a retrospective study based in Europe where the mean IOP was 20.7 on 2.5 meds. And at three years, they reported a mean IOP of 13.9 and 1.1 met. Now, most of these patients were of European descent, and they tended to use a lower amount of mito, which was somewhere between 10 and 20 micrograms, much lower than other studies. And the needling rate was actually much higher than what's usually published. Their needling rate was about 43%, where usually the needling rate is around 20%. Now, 12.3% of these eyes did require additional glaucoma surgery. But overall, at three years, the success rate was 65.8%. Slightly higher in the Zen uh, alone group, a higher success rate than in the FACO Zen group, but there were no safety concerns. And as you know, the Zen gel stent can be implanted through a bunch of different techniques, ab internal, ab external, with or without a conjunctival pyridomy. When you look at all the studies published on those different techniques, the outcomes are actually quite similar for each technique. So I think it really shows that just stick with the technique you're most comfortable with. Now, when it comes to the Preserflow microshunt, this has an inner diameter of 70 microns, and it's a little bit longer at 8.5 millimeters. It's approved in Europe and in Canada, but not in the United States. The FDA trial is complete, and um, it, was a, it was a prospective randomized multicenter interventional trial, which showed no significant safety concerns. And both groups had significant decrease in IOP and a decrease in dependence in glaucoma drops. But at one year, the probability of success was lower in the microshunt group compared to the trabeculectomy group, 53.9% compared to 72.7%. Now, in the microshunt group, the mean IOP decreased from 21.1 millimeters of mercury on 3.1 medications to 14.3 on 0.6 meds at one year. The trabeculectomy group, their mean IOP decreased from 21.1 millimeters of mercury on three meds down to 11.1 on 0.3 meds. So the tribe group had a lower overall IOP, but both groups did well. Now, the incidence of hypotony was higher in the trabeculectomy group. If this was a non-comparative study, similar to the pivotal trial that got Zen approved, the 510K pathway, I think Preserflow would have been approved. But it's just hard to beat uh, trabeculectomy. And that was one of the major endpoints. And because Preserflow did not beat trabeculectomy, I think that's one of the reasons it was not approved. And trabeculectomy is hard to study, right? The floor is much lower, so you can get much lower pressures, whereas these microshunts really protect against hypotony, and that's actually why we like them. Now, also with the microshunts, you typically need to get higher dose. You need to use higher doses of mitomycin C, which is what we see in, in um, studies published out of Europe and in Canada, much higher than it would ever be approved by an FDA trial. Um, now, overall, you know, I envision these microshunts and these techniques for delivering microshunts to continue to evolve and improve. And while I don't think we're there to say that microshunts are completely replaced trabeculectomy, I do envision sometime in the next couple of years, once we get even better with these microshunts, to be able to make that statement. Well, that's all we have for today. Thank you for joining me. 
you have been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided in partnership with the National Eye Institute of the National Institutes of Health of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, along with Prova Education, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to ReachMD.com slash Prova. Thank you for listening.